Thank you for listening to the Luck Dog Podcast. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, no matter what you celebrate, Happy Holidays. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Today we are discussing Daredevil Season 3, Episodes 1 through 10. We're not quite finished with the season, but I wanted to tag this at the very beginning of the the podcast before we finish it up. Just impressions, uh, what we think about it, uh, that type of thing. Daredevil Season 3 has come out at uh, an interesting time for uh, Netflix uh, Marvel Comics. You know, most people know that they're all heading to, uh, most of the comics are headed to the Disney streaming platform, but there is this weird discrepancy between um, Netflix and Disney, so Netflix seems to have the rights to the, uh, the Daredevil series as as it is, um, they've canceled the Iron Fist. That wasn't that great. They've canceled, uh, I believe they've canceled Luke Cage, and I'm not sure about Jessica Jones. Um, but the Defenders series shown uh, that it 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 didn't become the the hit that they were looking for. It it was kind of a flop in most people's opinion. So I had. Uh, I was a little reserved on season three, going into season three of Daredevil. I was um big fan of season one, an okay fan of season two. Still thought the fighting was great. An inter- interesting introduction to the Daredevil, uh, not to Daredevil, to the uh, the Punisher in the second season. But um, I ultimately thought where the story went with the hand and uh, Elektra. It was not ultimately um, satisfying, in my opinion. And uh, it, it felt like the rules were too loose. <clears throat> and so um, the Defenders didn't help that along with these other um, series of heroes that I honestly thought some had really great poten- had some great potential. I really liked the first half of Luke Cage. Jessica Jones was just uh, kind of all over the wall for me. Iron Fist... <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even going to go with Iron Fist. That, 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 that was a piece of garbage. Um, but season three of Daredevil, I was, I was like, okay, let's see if they got it. You know, this is, this is one of the last times that we're going to have something decent, hopefully. Um, you know, how do they do? And so episodes one through ten um, of season three of Daredevil have been incredible. Season 3 has been an an entire shift back to form, you know, return back to form. Um, it's so much uh, like the first season, as in the way it evokes uh, 
the drama between the characters and reasoning why you should give a shit about uh, the 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 antagonist kingpin he's back um the characters that they've introduced this this year have been um have been a pleasure to add to the cast um we've added Jay Ali who plays Ray Nadim and uh brought back Vincent D'Onofrio who plays uh Wilson Fisk as Kingpin but these these are two big uh aspects that come into the um the Daredevil mythology and uh one other character whose name is what is his name who plays uh, Bullseye. Bullseye. Let's see what Bullseye's name is. Okay, so Wilson Bethel plays Benjamin Dex, Poindexter. These three actors, um, have, and Deborah and Wool, honestly, four, these four have really stepped up their game in the Daredevil mythology, I would say, um, Specifically, um, Vincent D'Onofrio's character is just so good. I, I think that's what was really missing from the Season 2 Daredevil um, line. The, the Season 1 was so good because, obviously, the Daredevil character, that it was it was solid. We got some backstory. We understood where he's coming from. We understood motivation. And we understood who he's fighting and understood why he was fighting this person and understood why the antagonist was like he was. We got amazing backstory. And now that I, it, I'm, I'm kind of re regurgitating it in my mind, um, season three of Daredevil has kind of done the same thing. So the first half of this season has been like maybe the first seven episodes have been Kingpin infiltrating Daredevil's um, surroundings and city and government officials, honestly. Um, by now, I would have hoped you would have seen up to the 10th episode. Um, of Daredevil. If you haven't, go go watch this. This is without a doubt a series you need to be watching. The reason that I I would have normally gone just binge the entire series, um, this episode needs to be talked about specifically because, goodness, it uh, it's got dramatic levity, uh, not dramatic levity. It's got dr dr dramatic beats that will uh, I will make you think twice about side characters. Uh, I think that. I've never had an emotional tie, an emotional tie to Karen as a character, but by God, if they don't make you care about Karen Page and her family um, by the end of this episode, then I don't know. I, you must not be feeling it. You, this must not be uh, a show you're feeling at all, because um, there were so many times during the episode ten, uh, Karen, I was like, "Oh my gosh." like jaw-dropping drama and then on the back side we got uh balls to the wall action so um we th this was the perfect perfect episode to do uh i would say a podcast on because it gives uh both both sides of the daredevil mythology and uh, how the show actually works and why it does work, and I think that this is uh, it's it's a perfect example because it has a it has the dramatic beats and it also has the the stylistic 
well choreographed action to go along with it and um it doesn't look cheap i think that's that's the main thing um along with that being um along with all the all you know all along with all of the cinematic value it's acted like it, it, the people that have been cast in this are superb um so it it's uh it's been a pleasure to watch and I've kind of taken it a little bit slower than I normally would have taken most um, um, Netflix Marvel shows um, because I've kind of been savoring it. I've actually been listening to other podcasts and other people discuss it, and they were like, you know, this is an absolute fantastic season, and they're really hoping that um, uh, this isn't the last season, but it... By the way that these last few episodes have been crafted, it easily could be. And the way that they're bringing back all these characters from the first season just really does feel like it's uh, closing a chapter. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, a nice uh, bow on the end of this season that shows that we may not have any more Daredevil. Now, at this time, I don't believe there has been um, additional seasons uh, announced. So, I, w I was curious about the IMDb scores these um, these episodes were getting. Um, just for anyone that was curious, the first seasons were ranging in from the eight five area anywhere to the nine four area. Um, season two, they kind of primarily stayed um, about the same. Um, around the 9.0 area and back in season three most people have the majority of these episodes um so far with uh let's see over four or five thousand votes on a lot of these um over 9.0 you know 9192 um ratings and uh so far personally I've every episode has felt like it's like oh my god I got to see the next episode and I haven't I haven't gotten to the point where I was like holy shit I gotta you know like do a podcast about it or anything like that like the action's been great the infiltration has been great the 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 intros to the shows sometimes feel like they're about to end the show because they're so dramatic it's like they'll have 15 minutes of uh, an FBI interrogation and then all of a sudden there's a cross. Uh, there's a double cross and then boom boom bam and then all of a sudden you're like holy shit and then it, it cuts to the intro and you're like wait a second holy shit that was the intro <laughs> and uh it feels like sometimes they uh leave some of the best parts for the intro and then instead of the outro and personally i thought this was a very well crafted episode i'm not even sure who um directed episode 10 let's see um let's see Episode 10 was directed by Alex Garcia Lopez. And, uh, let's see. Yeah, I have, he's going to be the new director of The Witcher, um, with, uh, uh, Superman's Henry Cavill. Um, yeah, that, that dude has some chops. I think he's done some other Netflix, uh, specials, or Netflix originals, sorry, not specials. Um, Luke Cage, I think he was on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. The Punisher. So Alex Garcia Lopez is, is making his way around town. Um, so we'll probably see a lot more from him. I could I could definitely tell that this had uh, 
a different style of direction than um, than many of the other episodes. I'd say the last two to three episodes have been really good just leading up, they, but they, they've been kind of like uh, puzzle pieces just putting into place, you know? And uh, the I think the last two episodes, I believe, were the one we, we learned more about um, Dare, uh, Matt Murdock's mother and her postpartum um after postpartum after his her pregnancy um after he was born and i thought that was really cool how they um brought that aspect into fleshing out the background of his mother cuz i mean they, uh, it was going to have to take a lot of uh, uh believability to to for me to sell that she was going to leave her son for whatever reason, but, uh, it did make sense what happened. Um, the way she explained it, she said she, um, you know, she, she, she felt that she was, um, she had felt guilty to God, I guess. And, uh, and when I mean, it was cool that they added, uh, the postpartum depression to the storyline. It's, it's, I don't mean that that's an actual cool thing. No, I, I mean that it's, it's a difficult topic to discuss and talk about, and I thought that the way it was executed was uh, fairly done, uh, done fairly well. Yeah, so, um, yeah, before I go any further, by now you should definitely have watched the first ten episodes. Um, yeah, so we're going to continue into spoilers, so, um, yeah, check check Daredevil out, season three. Um, continuing into the episode, um... Wow, I had no idea Karen had this much uh, range. First of all, she went to like frat. She's over here like frat starring it with a uh, a druggie in uh, in I don't know some sort of college college town. And I was like, "What show am I watching?" I was like, "What year is it? And what is going on?" And I'd say my only complaint about the episode at the beginning was I was like, "It's so." undetermined about the time i, I kind of wish i would have got a date or you know it just said before and then it says now to kind of determine where you are in time and it kind of changes the ta color palette a little bit um because it goes from like a blue to like a, a, a warm red or something when it's in the now era um but i i didn't even recognize karen i was like what the hell is she doing up there doing chugging doing the the sluge or whatever the hell the um the ice shots are um so the uh episode i think did really well with the exception of uh de-aging karen i think all they did was make her taper take her top off and um act slutty and kind of aggressive to her to her father and brother who was nothing but nice and i was trying to i was kind of making minor predictions while we were going along i was like um you know this boyfriend's kind of trouble she's doing drugs the sheriff sees her doing drugs where i was like where is this going i don't i don't understand where this um this episode was about to lead and then i saw um when the brother said i'm you're you're lucky that you're you know your sister's hot and uh the brother did nothing but send her admission stuff back to school, I guess, and she got accepted into a school. And she has just kind of an attitude about going back to getting out of out of school. And she's she definitely has resentment toward 
I, I, some toward her father, I don't know, something toward just not being able to communicate with her and maybe her, her mother and uh, her mother passing away of cancer. And uh, evidently she, they do so much plot building within the first 20 minutes. It, it, it's flying at your face. You're like, holy shit, Karen used to be in, used to be party animal. She used to be selling drugs. She used to be a crazy boyfriend. She used to uh, have to help her father with the, the restaurant. And uh, he, he honestly was nothing but a great guy, honestly, in my opinion. I feel like the father gets the shit in the stick. But it is so heartbreaking where it ends up at the middle um, at the end of that flashback, and you, I really gave a shit about Karen, I mean, I don't think the entire time, uh, of the, I don't know, 30 episodes that I've watched of Daredevil that I've given a literal shit or even thought about shedding a tear for, uh, Karen, and that was just absolutely heartbreaking how that, um, how that was, executed and i thought it was superbly directed um it it was kind of an, it was it was done in a way that um was unpredictable and i think that's why i liked it i i did see the blow up happening between you know the the family and you know i i, I didn't know how the brother was going to get factored in and it, it, the fact that i was like oh my gosh he's going to get beaten by the boyfriend and then, oh my gosh, is he going to get shot by Karen on accident? And then it happens that they get in a wreck. And it is, she, the way the wreck is edited and executed is just uh, superbly done. It's almost, uh, it, it sort of reminded me of the Better Call Saul wreck. There's a wreck in Better Call Saul. I won't, I won't say too much, but um, it's, it's superbly edited. And um, the way this is done is it's sort of, it's done in a way that you feel that you're kind of there. You're like, holy shit. You, you, you look at... It's not done in a superficial way where they have the camera just all solely looking at one character. And then all of a sudden they look... They look um, and then it's it's like, shim, you know? It, it felt much more uh, organic. It was like she looked away for only half a second, I believe. It wasn't like she was just like staring at the guy, uh, at her brother. Um the entire time so i didn't see that the wreck was going to happen i did have an idea I, I thought that her brother might not be living in the modern timeline um but the way it happened was so so bad and then um having to watch karen's reaction to her father oh my gosh that was just it, it was like mic drop after mic drop of dramatic moments happening and uh and then the the scene right after that um him telling her that he, she needs to leave. And it is just... It is heartbreaking. It is... Some of the best acting I've seen in um, a Netflix show. And it's brought, uh, you know, that type of uh, dramatic flair to... Um, I don't know, this to the small screen. I mean, these this feels like uh, movie levels of... Uh, mic drops uh you know i i don't really know what more to say than that um i mean i i think i probably cared about daredevil uh, uh matt matt's character on this level at least once or twice in the first season but i haven't since then and it's kind of weird having so much emotional investment within karen now um that i i, I kind of hope that we get some uh 
backstory with Foggy now. I, I mean, that was a 20-minute mini-movie, and it was it was excellent. It was excellent. Um, and then on the back half, which, you know, majority of the time you would think that it's, it's the, uh, the the fighting and the action and stuff that really gets gets you. And it's... Uh, it, for me, this this was the uh, the high point. This the the, the mini movie flashback was was what really got me. Um, when Karen's looking at that photo in the now in the now time or you know modern day, it really it really works. I mean, I I how many times do you see people uh in a in a movie on a frame you know like a family and you actually give a shit about the people that are in the in the frame you know all four people um within 20 minutes we are giving an entire an entire backstory of what has happened to this family and how it is uh it's broken um and it, it the fact that they can do it in such a short amount of time is is mind blowing to me and make you give a shit about it um yeah, so first half of this episode was just superb, and uh, second half was absolutely well done as well. Um, I definitely didn't see Father, uh, what's his face, getting killed, but I mean, I it makes it makes sense. There's no reason to have the father in the uh, show anymore now that they have the the, uh, the nurse who is his mother. Um, what is her name again? Um, sorry, I should probably know her name. Um, let's see why can't i find oh sister maggie um yeah sorry sister maggie is uh is his mother and so now that we have sister maggie in there we don't have father uh lantum played by peter mcroby which he he will be missed peter mcroby was a great uh father uh master-esque uh head role model kind of character kind of the obi-wan of this universe um always wise giving uh wisdom to the main character but ultimately that character always dies i mean what character uh, what master doesn't ultimately pass uh, they got to pass the torch kind of thing um the way this was passed was not exactly passing the torch so that that could be a little bit up for debate. Uh, um, yeah, that happened kind of quickly. The the cliche, or I guess it's a trope, kind of of like the the main hero having to fight himself is um, a little overplayed. And this literally, he had to fight himself. Uh, I mean, the bullseye is in a um, Dex Poindexter is in a. A daredevil costume and he's but he's basically fighting himself so it's a big inner conflict kind of thing and it's supposed to be very metaphorical but i'm tired of it and i, I don't want it anymore um there's other movies where they are literally there's characters literally fighting themselves like a clone of themselves and it's like um it, that does not get me excited for anything i'm it's cool that they have that type of uh technology like the ewan mcgregor uh playing two different uh brothers in fargo like that is something but they're not just uh, two different twins for the sake of it i mean he he um there's some differentiation between the the characters and i feel like 
Um, this does have enough differentiation uh, between Matt and Poindexter. Like, we've gotten a lot of um, similarities between them. But there's also a lot of different, a lot of things that make them stand apart. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see where the last three episodes go. I'm, I'm glad I'm not... Uh, doing a super binge through this. I know everybody was like, holy shit, I gotta see this whole thing. And so <laughs> I'm like, uh, kind of taking it easy, if you know what I mean. So check out some other podcasts that we are uh, releasing now. Um, let me see. This is going to be Daredevil. Let me see. Let me see. Um, we have a couple podcasts coming down the tube Fortnite, Titan. Homecoming on Amazon Prime. Um, we also have The Thing. That thing, that thing. Halloween, 1978. Bad Times at El Royale. Just recorded Overlord. Check them all out. Lucky Dog Podcast. Thank you.